What's crack a lack a lackin', motherfuckers? It's your boy, Skinny Penis. Uh. Good after the morning. Man, life was so much simpler then. What what's the origins of Skinny Penis? Was that a was that a vine? What was that? It's my origin story, to be honest with you. I'm Skinny Penis. I can also hear myself talking. So let's take these headphones off. That sounds better. It makes me sound like I'm talking in a fish tank. And I can like hear it echoing back. If I wear the headphones. Kind of weird. Not a fan. But welcome to Good After Morning. Uh, the show about... Um, what's this bitch's name? Danica Patrick. She's on the side of my cup right now. That's the only reason I said that. What's she up to these days? Does she get a Google? She gets a Google. Let's just see. Danica. Patrick. Now. Wow, that's one of the top searches. Oh, is she? Is she with Aaron Rodgers? Hmm. Man. What a... What a hot wait. What a hot lady. Since retiring from a full-time NASCAR Cup Series ride in 2017, Patrick has explored various business opportunities, working as a spokesman for numerous brands, starting her own brand of wine, and launching a line of clothing. At her core, she is still a race car driver. Wow. Me too, man. You know, deep down, aren't we all just race car drivers? Just going to the left, man. Hey, watch out, bro. Big left coming. Followed by a straight. I don't have anything else to add to that. (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of big lefts, fucking Tim Dillon gave me a big left hook to the gut last night. That fucking gay New York bastard. (laughs) All right, this is this is the Tim Dillon hate segment. Don't get me wrong. Tim Dillon's funny motherfucker. I love him. I love him and I hate him right now. Cuz I bought some tickets to go see him in concert at the Bricktown Comedy Club, home of the Brickies. And uh he did not show. He canceled and I didn't get an email. Uh, he didn't tweet anything about it. There wasn't nothing. So I go with my, my homie. You know, I drive the two hours and some change up to Oklahoma City. And uh, after I got off work. And, you know, we go and we, we have some dinner. And it was good to see. It was good to see my boys. They, I haven't seen them. And, like, since right before the pandemic started was the last time I seen Kyle. And I haven't seen Adam in shit. I don't know how long. Shout out Kyle. Shout out Adam. But uh, I met them in the fraternity I was in. I don't know if I've ever talked much about the fraternal brotherhood I was a part of. 
I actually have a funny story about that. Uh, I, I told one of my coworkers this today. Um, but whenever I got initiated into the fraternity, you know, it's like the whole, the whole ceremony part of it. You know, there's like candles everywhere. The room's dark. Like I can tell that all the brothers are in the room, but you can't really see them because it's dark, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm standing there, and there's this dude, you know, reading off my Miranda rights and all this shit. And uh, you know, you have the right to bear arms and an attorney and all that. And <laughs> he goes, "All right, so place your right hand on the Bible and." raise your left hand and repeat after me and I go okay and I put my right hand on the bible and for whatever reason I don't know why maybe I was nervous maybe deep down I'm a Nazi but I threw up the <laughs> the, the Heil Hitler and uh, that's how I read off my <coughs> my uh, I'll love the brotherhood speech you know <laughs> left arm extended just fucking reading it off hand on the bible <laughs> I don't know why it's, what you're supposed to do is just raise it up like you know hand directly above elbow no 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 I went full extendo 45 degree angle <laughs> I wish there was a picture of me doing that somewhere. I really do. That's actually a picture that could get a lot of people in a lot of trouble. Because in the wrong context, that looks devious. That looks that looks not good. That's what that looks like. Like a ring of candles around a dude with his hand on a book. <laughs> Getting full on. Hail! Uh, good times though I bet that was funny as fuck I bet that was hilarious I, I need to ask I don't know I haven't really asked any of them about that about that experience and I didn't realize I was doing it until afterwards one of one of my brothers came up and was like hey bro why were you doing that and then you know it just hits you like a ton of bricks like oh shit am I a Wait, what's the party? It's National Something Socialist Party. What's... Hold on. Full name of Nazi party. National so Socialist German Workers Party. That doesn't seem right. I thought it was like... Maybe it is, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, National Socialist German Workers Party. Interesting. Well, I'm pretty sure I didn't join that. Uh, I think it was Phi Kappa Psi I was swearing into. <laughs> I don't know. They gave me, they gave me a, a a cloudy water, and the rest is a blur. No, this is all false. Not the not the part about me being a dingus with my hand extended, but you know, 
there was no Nazism involved in that good good organization. Swear to swear to go swear to John saying on him. <laughs> oh man. Hold on, I gotta piss. Okay, I'm back. That was a good piss. And I mooned my girlfriend and then she poked my butt with this fucking wet thing. I don't know what it was. I thought it was her fingers. Fucking wish. <laughs> I think it was like a face, like a washcloth thing. Like a, you know, a female thing that takes up space on your bathroom sink. <laughs> it's the ultimate downfall for women. Is that in a pinch, if you had to find your husband's EpiPen on top of the bathroom sink, you couldn't. <laughs> like it's it's like uh, it's like throwing something important in the purse. Although the purse is a different game. I don't know how. I guess if you just look at the same pile of shit every day for like months on end, you just start to know like where things are in that pile of shit, you know? I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that's how purses work. Like, you only know where things are because you carry that motherfucker around with you. With all of your possessions. <laughs> like, this is the beanie baby I got when I was 10. I got some chapstick, a little bit of gum. This is my wallet. Different than my purse. Oh, and this is my uh, AR-15 that I carry in here. Um, this is my niece's birthday present. Her birthday's in a month, but just gotta hold on to it, you know, in case I run into her. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand, like, it has to be just because women just care a lot about accessories, right? Because why are their wallets so big? It's the most inconvenient thing. You need a bag just to carry your wallet or your clutch. What is that called? Like your little, your fucking elongated money holder. Keeps all your dollar bills perfectly straight. Like that's so inconvenient. And they give you like a little shitty leather strap to carry it around with. And then you just hand it to your boyfriend while you're trying on clothes at JCPenney's. And then here I am just fucking standing there holding this this piece of dead animal with some bedazzlings on it. What the hell? Oh yeah, right before my piss break I was going off on Tim Dillon. Speaking of dead animals. <laughs> this motherfucker just didn't show up. He just didn't come. Can you imagine? I spent fucking $40 and drove two hours. Actually, in total, I drove five hours. So I drove like two and some change to get there and two and a half back. It, the, the drive back was a little wild. Not gonna lie. So I left OKC like basically at midnight. So I'm driving back. And if you've ever made the drive from Oklahoma City to, to Tulsa, then you know what that little middle stretch in between OKC and Tulsa is. It's like 87 miles exactly. And it is 
straight and boring. There's nothing. You just go up and down these rolling hills for 87 miles. And that's it. That's it. So I was doing that shit last night. Listening to Ron White on Joe Rogan's podcast. Now there's a quality comedian. I want to see that guy live. He said on that podcast that he's only going to do one more year of stand-up. 2022 was going to be his last. So I have to go see him. You remember my episode, Legends Never Die? Where I talked about Norm MacDonald and that put him into perspective that I need to see all these comedians that I love before they die. Ron White's on that list. Ron White, Joey Diaz, Jerry Seinfeld, honestly. Of all the ones that are older, I suppose, you know? Like, these are all guys I need to go see right away. Gilbert Gottfried is another one. I would I would love to see that guy do stand-up. I've only ever watched him do, like, one stand-up thing, and it was... What the hell was it? I think it was a full-on special. But he just does, like, weird little impressions where he'll tell you the... He'll be like, uh, Mace Windu at his... At his appeal hearing. I didn't do nothing. And that's the whole that's the whole bit. That's actually a pretty good bit on the on the fly, not gonna lie. I could be Gilbert Gottfried. I'm just gonna bite his style. Mace Windu didn't do nothing, that's for sure. He didn't do it. Mace didn't do. Oh, good. Let's see what Zayden Wow. I'm really glad he sent me that. I hope you guys could hear that. It doesn't look like on my on my Richter scale that it got picked up, but um I, I hope he did. That was Zayden sending me some kind of fucked up. Fuck, what song was that? It was. It almost sounded like um. Shit, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm not gonna sit here and curse until I figure it out either. Man, it was good to go see my boys though. It's always good to go see your boys. It made me want to see more boys. It really reminded me of, you know, all those good times I had at the fraternal house. Did like three and a half semesters in that bit in the Amaki. It's good times, man. Good times. A lot of just stupid, stupid, stupid days. Just doing dumb shit, bro. Existing. Listen, you don't know a good hang until you just live in a house with like 30 dudes. That's a good hang, man. Like there's always, for better or worse, there is always somebody down to hang. And I love that. 
I love that, dude. I love camaraderie. I played sports my entire life, right? Like three-fourths of all I've ever done growing up was the hang. You know, talking shit in a dugout, on the sidelines, after practice, during, you know, on the way to a game. Just all this shit. Like, you just have your boys, you know? Band of brothers type shit. (laughs) And when you're in a fraternity, it's even, it's turned on even more because you're just living with the motherfuckers. You know, you don't go home to mom after that. You go home to to the boys. You go to the boys' home. You go to their room. You know? It's good times, man. I miss it. I miss the hang. I hated school. Y'all know that, though. Hated school. Loved the hang. Taylor Morgan. Put that on my grave. Because that is true life. That is a true life statement. <clears throat> I feel sorry for anybody that likes school. What's wrong with you? What are you, a nerd? <laughs> no, we need nerds. It's good to have nerd friends right now. Because, you know, you got to have somebody hook you up with a VPN and shit like that, you know? As we inch into the technological era. These motherfuckers that are good at school. Let me take this back. These motherfuckers that are good at school in STEM jobs are going to become very important. Because if you're good at school and you just get an art degree. Or like, you know, political science. Or something mostly useless like that. Like... Come on, man. Imagine spending upwards of $50,000 in four plus years of your life to get a psychology degree. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but a psychology degree is one of the most useless degrees. It is also one of the most common. Those go hand in hand, actually. Um... The reason a psychology degree is mostly useless is because you're not a doctor. You're not a therapist. You can't become a therapist with a psychology degree. You have to have a doctorate. That requires much more work. (laughs) Much more money, much more years of effort, and people don't do that. So, next time you see, you know, just graduated, got my degree, and the fucking thing says PSY on it. Just, oof. Just, oof. You better hope they misspelled physics on that bitch because <laughs> that's looking like uh, your parents are going to be paying rent for the next few years. <laughs> just imagine being, imagine being 21, 22. You know, you just graduated college. You have little to no money of your own. And now you have to find a job with your also little to no experience and your psychology degree. (laughs) Oh, can you read people? 
or personality is your thing. Fucking useless. It's useless. Not good. Don't recommend it. Communications. Not good. Don't recommend it. Now, communications degrees would have focuses. Like if I know some schools have like communications with a focus on broadcast journalism or like broadcast media or some shit like that. Like that's good because then you can work in broadcast media. If you have just a communications degree, I don't know what you do, to be honest, because that's one of the easiest degrees to get like across the board, any school. Like, what do you do with that? I communicate well. Oh, really? So when you play fucking RPG games, your speech is always 100? Cool, man. Do you get extra dialogue when you talk to people? <laughs> like, you're in line at a Starbucks, and, and she goes, Would you like anything else? And then you just have, like, the little communications degree paper in your pocket, and you just show it to her. And then you go, yes, how about a free muffin? She's like, wow, sounds good to me, man. (laughs) You really convinced me with that one. I'll tell you a really good degree to get. Water management. (laughs) Uh, Anything that has to do with energy. Um... Most STEM fields, doctors are always nice. I hear we need a lot of RNs and shit. Especially since nurses and doc well, I don't know about doctors, but there's a lot of nurses and, like, firefighters and policemen, garbage men in New York City <laughs> that are just quitting because of vaccination mandates. And, you know, like, I get it. I get it. People don't like being told what to do. Especially when it comes to that. Right? Like, uh... You know, you're you're putting shit in people's bodies. And you can't sit there and tell me that... The whole COVID situation, the whole vaccine situation... Isn't shaky. So if you don't have a 100% argument anyways, like how are you going to expect people to just be like, yeah. Because if you ever told anybody to do anything, isn't like half the responses you get, no. <laughs> like you ever had, a, you ever heard a friend like, you know, a friend just kind of mentions something in passing and you give them advice on it and they just don't do what you said. How often does that happen? All the fucking time? Now imagine you tell, I don't know, 270 odd million people that they all have to be vaccinated. How many of those 270 odd million people do you think are going to go, no, fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. That's exactly what's going on. And then it gets politicized, and then it gets turned into a fucking a thing. It gets turned into a monster. And that's what we're dealing with. Now you have essential workers, people that were heroes not one year ago, um, 
for working, for doing the jobs that they're doing in the middle of the crisis, put their lives on the line. Many of them got COVID. There's good arguments that immunity is stronger than vaccination. Um, I'm not a fucking COVID doctor. I'm 22 years old. I'll be 23 in three days. Hey, happy birthday to me. A happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. That was my, uh, fuck was that bitch's name? Marilyn Monroe impression. That's that bitch's name. Mr. President. <laughs> I don't even know how she did that. Like, how do you break up president in the tune of happy birthday? What a talent. What a talent Mar- Marilyn Monroe is. And you know what? Speaking of talent, let's go ahead and get into our next segment. Story of man. This is where I would put in a, like a a little music, you know. Story of man. <laughs> today's today's man. I'm gonna look at is a is another somewhat idol of mine. Maybe not a, like a huge inspiration, like like uh, John Candy is to me, but more like a. I'm just a big fan, you know, and I take inspiration. I take inspiration from everything, but you know, Seth Scumpy Abner is the world's greatest Call of Duty player. Um, and as of today, he is the world's greatest solo Warzone player. That dude literally just won a $100,000 tournament, the World Series of Warzone, the last one they're having this season, basically Warzone champs. And he won that shit. The dude won that shit. And apparently... For whatever reason, in the solos, maybe it was just solos, everybody was rocking riot shields. And that shit's lame, bro. Just putting a shield on your back, and like, as soon as they started getting shot at, they would just swip, swip their shield around, and they, you know, do stupid riot shield shit. And uh, Skump was not using a riot shield. He was being his normal demon self, and just being clutch. Shitting on kids. I'm pretty sure he killed Aiden at the at the end of the tournament. If you if you guys know anything about Warzone or Fortnite, you've heard of Aiden. That dude's nuts. Aiden's actually crazy. Like he's a very skilled battle royale player. But I don't gotta tell you that. But Scumpy man, the king of COD. Is there anybody more clutch? He does not lose his 1v1s, bro. He does not. Like, he started playing, I believe, officially competitively 
like on a team and everything in 2011 and black ops one i believe was his pro debut but he also played mw3 i believe or maybe it was M- i think he played mw2 because i think mw2 when did mw2 release what was that like oh nine oh nine yeah then black ops one came out in 2010 yeah, yeah, and Modern Warfare 3 in 2011. So, he was playing uh, in that Black Ops 1 season. I think he played one or two tournaments like that, and then, or maybe the whole season. I don't know. But he was like 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Like, he's only two years older than me, which is nuts to think about. Or technically three. Um, and the guy has just been really fucking good at COD. He's been very popular. You know, obviously, if you know Scumpy, you know Optic. It's ve- They go hand in hand. He was on the, the team Optic for many years. Like, this is, his, uh, this is his team history here. In 2011, he joined Quantic Leverage. From 2011 to 2012, he joined Optic Gaming. 2012, he was on Apex Esports NA, which I I know what that was. That was in Modern Warfare 3, for whatever reason, they didn't really have a North American COD circuit. They moved it to Europe, so that it was a lot of European teams, and they basically picked like eight, or maybe it was just four uh, U.S. players to go over and compete. Um, it was basically the Optic Dynasty, or maybe they were included. I believe it was the old Dynasty, so it was like Big Timer, Nade, Merc, and Scump. I believe were like some of the only players from the United States that played in pro tournaments in Modern Warfare 3, which is crazy. I don't know why they would do that. Um, and then from 2012 to 2014, he was on Optic Gaming. 2014, he left and joined Team Envious for like two weeks. That's a funny story within Optic. They had Team Turmoil, and for whatever reason, he uh, he left in like the middle of the night. There was like a blizzard going on, so he had to shovel his car out so he could leave and leave the team house to go to the Envy team house. And he was on that team for like two weeks and then went back to Optic. <laughs> and then 2014 to 2019 he was on optic gaming those were the dynasty years uh the dynasty technically started before um the whole nmv debacle but the optic dynasty if you ever hear that or if if you have heard of that it's crim6 formal scumpy and karma those four players are also pretty much universally put into the top five list of best players of all time in Call of Duty. Um, the 5-3-4 spot gets a little funky. Actually, 1-2-5 through through gets a little funky. Um, people slide that around a lot. 
But for the most part, people's lists go karma, or formal, karma, clayster, skump, crimsix. And that's a, that's a list I agree with, because Krim is the most winning winningest player of all time. Him and Karma were both on the Cole Dynasty and the Optic Dynasty, two of the most nasty rosters in Call of Duty ever assembled, and both of those guys were on that on those uh on those teams. <clears throat> Karma being extra nutty because he was on the Farico dynasty if you want to call it that but they were a nasty ass team in like ghosts i believe maybe not ghosts but definitely like black ops um black ops and mw2 i don't know It, it gets a little shady for me then but crazy players nutty players skump has always been at the forefront of that shit. He was the most popular player in Call of Duty. Um, the guy's just fucking gross. He is gross. He has... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. He has two MLG X Games gold medals. Um, Call of Duty was only ever involved, and I think Halo was involved as well. Maybe Counter-Strike in the X Games. And it looks like... 2014 and 2015 and optic won both of those so there's a lot of there's a lot of um swag that comes along with being an x games gold medalist like what the fuck he's won those two gold medals and he's won the world league once and as of today he officially passed uh one million dollars in earnings over his career, which is pretty crazy. Oh yeah, he's sponsored by Oakley. I forgot about that. <laughs> Dude, it's so nuts, man. Call of Duty is one of the funnest esports to watch. It's personality driven, way more so than any other esport, and. uh if anybody's a testament to that, it's Optic Scumpy. Like, that dude ran YouTube in the early days. Like, whenever Call of Duty and, like, gaming on YouTube was just popping, Scumpy's pub stomps were some of the biggest shit. Like, millions and millions and millions of views. This, this dude just absolutely destroying people while... Talking about his pecker, just a little 18-year-old scumpy. Like, I think he's got almost 3 million subs now. Which, show me another esports player currently competing that has 3 million subs on YouTube. And let's just see what his average viewership is. I'm just going to look across like 10 videos and I'll tell you. Uh, 100k a day ago. 200k three days ago. 80k four days. 130k six days. The average is about 100 to 120 million views. 
a video or million thousand views. So his viewership isn't super crazy, but it's still very good. He's getting millions of views a month. That's for sure. You know, that's hundred grand every single day he uploads. Like every single time he uploads, at least views. Anyways, that guy's net worth has got to be crazy. It's got to be a lot. But do yourself a favor and go watch the Optics Gumpy 2 million subscriber montage. Because, or million subscriber, not 2 mil. The 2 mil montage isn't bad. But the 1 mil was the first time I ever even knew that there's such a thing as competitive gaming. Like, my buddy River Carroll showed me that shit whenever I was in the 7th grade. And I was like, what the fuck? Are they playing in front of a crowd right now? Like, bro. This was uploaded six years ago. 6.5 million views. I'm really happy you guys could hear that ad. I just want to watch a few, a few seconds of this. And it's another ad. You know what? Fuck you, Madden. Oh, that was a Battlefield commercial. <laughs> Oh, what is this? This is Black Ops 1 using the FAMAS. Oh, okay, okay. Clip changed. Oh, this is the COD. Yeah. This clip right here, if you know anything about Call of Duty, you know this audio by heart. This kill cam is the only known footage of this three piece. Round 11, search and destroy. It is the shittiest recording. It is the shittiest recording. You don't even get to see the, you don't get to see the hit markers really. You don't get to see it in real time. You only see the, one of the craziest plays in Call of Duty in like this shitty kill cam sequence. And it lasts like five seconds. It's so wild. It's because of the way they used to record those matches, they would do it straight through Codcaster. So it would only record and archive whatever POV they were on at the time. And that round was so hectic as they fought over that bomb site that you like no matter how good you were, unless you just stuck it on Scump's POV and just stuck it there, like you weren't gonna you weren't gonna catch everything. And they didn't. And it kind of sucks because there's literally not a recording of that, which is crazy. Like, not a clean one. Like, there's not one that doesn't say round-ending kill cam on it. <laughs> so crazy, man. That was an That's, like, literally one of the most iconic rounds of Call of Duty history. That was... Hold on, let me see exactly who was on these teams here. Because it shows it. 
Maybe they shot. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is Optic pre-Dynasty. This is like the first Optic quote-unquote Dynasty versus the Cole Dynasty, which was Crim-6, Karma, TP, and Aches. And uh, against Optic, which was Skump, Nade Shot, Merc, and Big Timer. Fucking crazy. Round 11. Last round. Took it all the way, man. I love Call of Duty. I really do. The competitive scene is so good. I'm super excited for Vanguard this year. Gonna do some fantasy COD. We did it for Cold War. Me and like six other friends. It was a good time. You know I won that shit. You know I GM'd the fuck out of that shit and won. I literally went through like I I was doing alright for like the first few weeks and then my team just got shit. Like, there was a lot of roster changes in the mid-season, so it just turned to shit pretty fast. You know, like, two or three of my first, like, my first uh, my first team that I drafted, I ended up trading because they were just not good. So then at one point, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to GM the fuck out of this, bro. I'm about to make money moves. And for real, I did. I was paying attention to every single roster move, who's going to be good, who's hot right now, matchups, and I started winning. And I came back from like, I think at one point I was 4-6, and six, and I ended up winning like with an almost double positive record. So, fuck all y'all, you know who it is. It's me. <laughs> but, if you guys are... If you guys are interested, if you like watching a little bit of esports, even if you've never seen esports before, catch Call of Duty Vanguard CDL Season 2022. It's going to be lit. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be having a good time. You know I'm cheering on Optic. Optic Texas, that is. Um, but yeah. Y'all, uh, maybe one day I'll join Optic. Get the old green wall behind me. That's actually a goal of mine. It would be fucking awesome to be a comedian, podcaster, content creator guy, but also be a part of Optic, you know? Like, that's a dream. We'll get there one day. Hector, coming for you, bitch. And as for the rest of y'all, leave me an Apple review or I'll kiss you. And also like, comment, and subscribe. If you want to see my tits on the timeline, good after morning on Twitter, good after morning with two G's on Instagram. And this has been another episode of Good After Morning.